Welcome to Truck Your Podcast. My name is Sebastian. This podcast is all about trucking. We love diesel engines, semi-trucks, being on the road, and freedom. So let's go. Welcome to the podcast, Rick. Thank you. First time? First time, yes, sir. Did we, we didn't do it. No, yeah, that is first time. First I thought time. you were you had this amazing video that everybody's <laughs> watching. Well, well I, no, we did a short video out there. Yeah, absolutely. On, on, uh, With the scammy, yes, scammy block, block. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was a, that was a, that was a interesting, interesting was, purchase for that person. Absolutely. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. Uh, you you go know, on, you going on vacation? I am next week, right? Absolutely. Uh, I'm gonna go to Greece, um, take some R and R, uh, and hopefully have some good weather out there. Yeah, I know. In good Greece, food. Greece is going to be, you know, three, <laughs> First two, weeks, time, so. two weeks in Greece, man, you're going to have some good weather. So uh, I wanted to talk today about a specific topic because uh, you're the head of maintenance at ERA. Mm. So I wanted to talk to you about how has it been um, with supply chain issues, with mm-hmm. parts, with post-COVID um Again, issues with uh, supply chain and then parts shortages. Absolutely. And so we're just going to chit-chat for a little bit about that and mm-hmm. see if we can, you know, what could we talk to truckers about mm-hmm. maybe how to go around or avoid certain things. Okay. I mean, we've been pretty creative with sourcing parts and maybe, I don't know, are there are any tips that you could give give out at the end of the podcast right absolutely uh, how mm-hmm. to work with shops you've been running the shop for how long now uh almost it's gonna be two years on it'll be two years in november is it yeah really mm-hmm. no way yeah really <laughs> yeah, yeah no, oh my god time flies right <laughs> that is crazy so uh wow um, that is that is crazy i haven't thought about it since yeah we wow two years in november mm-hmm. yes sir Yes. Look how many things we went through together. Huh? Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, supply chain issues. Is there is there such thing? You think? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the supply chain. Uh, usually, you know, everybody started seeing it 2018, 2019, but uh, right post pandemic, you know, uh, right when the pandemic hit, it, it came full full force. And the the problem with the supply chain is that, well, nobody was paying attention to it because it's logistics and yeah. A lot of people don't pay attention to logistics. You know, you mm-hmm. most people go to the dealerships or go to a store and you expect to yeah, get the part. Everything is there. Why would you? Why, why would, would you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It showed up, yes. right? So, so once that hit and everybody's like, well, what's going on? You know, yeah. what's happening out there? Uh, well, there's a shortage, shortage of drivers. Yeah. That well, that's it started with that, and yeah. then and then now we're in the reverse almost because yes. you know the spot market's uh, pretty correct. But you're still right you're now. still way behind. Yeah, I mean the industry's still way behind. I mean yeah. uh, overall, I would say overall, yes. yeah. I mean, just looking at articles from the uh, American Transport Association, the, you know they're they're saying we're shorted eighty thousand drivers yeah. right now. And what I've heard many different numbers mm-hmm. thrown around. It, regardless of what the, what that is, we're still shorted shorted of about a, a big number of truckers that want to be OTR and live Absolutely. in a truck. Yes. One of the most important things that I've addressed in the past is we're in a different market because there there's a lot of drivers in Chicago. Correct. And there's a lot of also home daily work. There's 
we can't like I want to make sure that we're talking about the entire U.S. is the U.S. shortage is hey well nobody's interested in going OTR and it's a harder it, it is thing but I I don't think right it's now. it's it's that it's just that uh, they're behind you know everybody's behind uh, OEs are behind in making trucks you know uh, they have to put out a certain amount of trucks every year and if they don't do it they're behind already so yeah. you're you know once that happens uh, everybody starts um, you know struggling yeah because there is nothing there uh the the problem with supply chain is with the pandemic coming in is everybody started working from home but you still had the same businesses um doing well at the beginning sometimes some businesses even do better than yes that better than they did the problem yeah. is your your workers are only you know half staffed yeah so uh big warehouses are not stocking the way they used to you know, yeah. uh, so it leads to shortages. Well, well, look at look at you know BNSF issues, right? Like yeah. the rails have employee issues nonstop. A- now, now CSX just announced that they're they're actually had a uh, hiring. That's your beautiful phone always ringing <laughs> in meetings, uh, shaking the whole table. <laughs> but they just said that they had a pretty successful you know uh, period of hiring. So hopefully they think they're gonna it's gonna help a little yes. bit. But the what I was gonna start with is some of the parts that we've been ordering for our fleet and what have we seen and how it affected our repairs and our maintenance schedules right because correct uh so let's start with uh, some of the volvo parts um what would you say looking at the fleet of volvos that we have Mm. the maintenance that we do what were some of the things that you experienced shortages and um and how long it took sometimes to, yeah. to get them. What the most important thing on the Volvos is, the, like I said, the emissions. Emissions mm-hmm. uh, products, you know, AHI modules, NOx sensors, DPFs, uh, DOCs. So, so let's, let's slow, slow down a little bit. Let's, let's talk about specific uh, delays, right? Yeah. So anything specifically that... Those, all those items were specifically delayed because of the manufacturers that were creating them. Yeah. They were backlogged already. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everything that's coming out from the manufacturers is being made for assembly lines. Yeah. So the product is not actually even made. It's sent to the to the dealers, OEs, to the dealerships, mm-hmm. and they make it on the assembly line and mm-hmm. install it. So when an average repair shop or anybody out there wants to get the part, well, guess what? Who has precedence over it? Yeah. It, yeah. It's the big dealers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what causes delays on everything. Um, the good well, thing well is plus the, the dealers are delayed. Look at the trucks lined up, not having uh, yes. chips or I mean, uh, not only dealer, it's also in cars, but trucks have also same Correct. issues, right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. ECM issues. So, so, okay. So let's go back to specific parts. Like let's say the, let's say the knock sensors, right? Sensors. Was there any, any delays on those? Yes. Cause I remember, delays. I remember a part, a time where. I think it was early on. Is are they available right now? Is everything? Uh, they are available right now. So I remember you pre-ordered a lot of them, and then we hit um, like a like a back order for three weeks. Correct. Because you ordered all of them. Yes, <laughs> that's right, right. Absolutely. You ordered a lot of them, which helped Pre- us tremendously. Plus, um, uh, you ordered. Um, we had the aftermarket ones. We figured out. I think I talked about it on the podcast with Jose at some point that. Uh, you know, the aftermarket were causing so many issues, and then you went out and Correct. ordered uh, um, OEs. From the manufacturers, absolutely. Yeah, so, but that was one. What about, 
because there was one recently that we did that was delayed for a long time. Which one was that for that um, for our O3? What was the back? What was the the hold up on that? The hold up on that is the valves on the on the head. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, little components like that 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 are not costly, but it it costs a lot to build. You yeah. know, to wait for the part to to, to get the head built. Rebuilt. Was that the delay that the the valves were the, the word yeah. they were non available? They were non available. Absolutely. Wow. So we waited for three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just little valves. You know, they're probably eighteen dollars. You know they're not expensive, but it's because the manufacturer was overlogged on on the dealerships that we have to wait. Yeah. Okay. So what else? What else was there that we worked on? Because on the gliders, I don't think there's anything from Detroit that was uh, was anything there that we were waiting for. No, on the gliders, no, not not too much because they're they're older parts. Uh, yeah. Most of them do stock it still. Yeah. Uh, it's Plus, the demand isn't as high as... Correct. As yeah. yeah, absolutely. The demand is not that high. Absolutely. Uh, but no, not really. Uh, it was mo- mostly... All the Volvo uh, stuff, All the right? Volvo stuff, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's because a lot of dealerships didn't even pre-plan it. You know, they thought... They were so used to the warehouse stocking everything. And that's the problem. The warehouse used to... For the Chicagoland area, there's one big one. We're in Chicago. There's, there's a huge one here that used to stock... I would say 200 million in parts mm-hmm. and probably now are, are stocking 10 million in parts and they're still yeah. servicing all the dealerships that were they were servicing before so what's that going to cost delays yeah. Every, everybody's going to be delayed uh but you have to work around it you have to find out well don't give your secrets out no i don't <laughs> <laughs> i never do <laughs> but what i was uh i was gonna uh, i was gonna I, i'm gonna keep digging on some of the specific parts because i'm i want to I want to look at it from a uh, owner's driver's perspective. I come to a shop and there's an issue with something and I don't and why is there an issue with with some of the parts, right? So what else has you other than, you know, cleaning our DPFs, everything have you had an, any backup on uh, DPFs and DOCs? Have you seen any delays on that? No. No, no. it changed actually. The, the the delays were probably last year mm-hmm. when it was a uh, uh, when the pandemic was really strong, yeah, uh, I think it's because of a lack of employees that were out, out on the field. Yeah, which was a different t- uh, uh, reason of the li- having those those parts yeah. not come. Yeah, well, a lot of people were working from home, so they're doing orders from home. But there's only one uh, order picker, you know, mm-hmm. at the yeah. at the dealership. So he's going to take his time. Oh yeah, and, and that's and mistakes with orders. Absolutely. absolutely, we should we should touch on that a little bit. And that's the next big thing. Yeah. When we order something, how like what's what are the obstacles that you see when ordering parts for a shop of our size um what what do you see is, is happening like, well, like what's what's the biggest obstacle or, or mistakes that happen the mistakes that happen the is w- if w- the good thing is we have catalogs right mm-hmm. you know and i know how to use all of them mm-hmm. uh the bad thing is, is when you call and order a part and the person on the other side misinterprets what you said yeah and gets the wrong part yeah. So due to what? Due to what? Lack of training? Lack, lack of, of training, absolutely. Right now, the industry has just put, I hate to say it, but just put bodies out there. You know, you have, uh, you don't have that parts professional uh, attitude that, that, you know, what I had mm-hmm. when out there, when I was yeah. out there in the dealerships. Uh, unfortunately, you have just bodies out there, and they're just going to go by protocol. You get the VIN number, they look up the part, they tell you they have it, or they don't have it, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. You know, where before 
a parts professional will take a next step and say, okay, I don't have it in this number, mm -hmm. but I'm going to cross it over because it's the same product as the other side. Uh, and a lot of them don't do it. So you're so w w that results in getting the wrong parts. We waste a lot of time uh, running back and forth costs Absolutely. a lot. A lot. Absolutely. Then the correcting the mistakes, it's your time. Correct. Uh, that's something that we've been, I mean, would you say from pre-pandemic to, or not even pre-pandemic, because you, you literally joined me during that mm -hmm. first year. Correct. So I would say, have you seen within that two-year period a difference? Is it worse with those it's, mistakes? It's worse, absolutely. It's a lot worse. Uh, the good thing is, like I said, we have the e-catalogs that we're able to look up our own parts. Yeah. Uh, and then we order them. So if we get them wrong, it's on us. Yeah, of course. And yeah. nine out of ten times or ten out of ten times, I can tell you, we don't get the wrong part because yeah. we know what we want. Uh, and it, like I tell uh, our other crew, you know, our other employees, if, you know, we have text on hand on, you know, if you look it up, bring up the picture and, you know, he points at it and says, yep, this is exactly what I need. Then that's exactly what you're going to get. And you're going to get the right part the first time. Yeah. Uh, where you're, when you're talking to somebody at the dealership, most chances, most likely you're going to get the wrong thing. Okay. And I wanted to, I wanted to talk about those things to kind of reveal of, of our operation from the back as, as far as maintenance, what are some of the obstacles and uh, one of, so, so getting the wrong parts is one, um, having on the other side, not enough trained staff to be able to come up with solutions to, to whatever we need, yes. to whatever parts we need. But would you say wait times? Like when oh not yeah. only we're waiting for, for parts delayed, but actually getting them within dealers. Absolutely. Uh, dealers, yes. Right? That, that's the other, the other thing, the wait times. Uh, either going and picking it up, you're still going to have to wait because there's less staff, right? So there's less staff. There's, more, there's, there's a lot more customers out there trying to get parts, so you're going to wait a lot. You know, uh, the hour, average wait, I would say, is an hour in every dealership. Wow. Just to walk in. So if you if you make a mistake or they make a mistake, you got to go and wait another hour. Yes. Yeah. Even will call. Or days. Right? Yeah, will call is, is Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Even in will call. Absolutely. You know, and uh, Do you want to explain real quick for some someone that doesn't know the difference between will call and the regular? Well, will call is you already called it in. Yeah. The parts are already waiting for you in will call. You mm -hmm. just show up, you go to will call instead of going to the regular counter you know, and, and saying, hey, I need this part, I'm looking it up, you know, and then you have to start from scratch. In Wilcar, you already called the, the product in, mm -hmm. you know what you're gonna get, yeah. it's in Wilcar, you pick it up, and then you leave. And it's still a wait time, though. It's still about it, a half hour. It's still a wait time, so, so that's but what I was gonna a, ask but you. But it's, it's a lot faster than, than walking in and um, asking but for one part. It's still delay, because I mean, there's so many Wilcar uh, customers that it yes. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing there, yes. right? Because it's all the shops and, yes. and everybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It, okay. So that's the second one. It's is is time to actually pitch the par uh, parts. Beside. So what are some of the things that owners, in your opinion, could do or should watch out for, or not, or could do to help, like to help out, right? Or or to get their truck uh, done faster. I, w I would say start a relationship with a repair shop, you know, mm -hmm. uh, get a good repair shop with you that, that you that you trust mm -hmm. uh, and you go there because most repair shops now have the capability of looking up their parts, you know, uh, 
and and a lot of them out there in the Chicagoland area, you know, uh, do look up their parts. And if they don't, they usually call me, you know, just to yeah. make sure that they are they are getting the correct part uh, in any catalog. I'm talking about International, uh, Volvo, Freightliner, or Peterbilt. E- e- either one. Um, I would say Peterbilt's probably the I don't want to say the worst, but it's it's not the easiest to look up parts. Mm-hmm. So you can be waiting days for something that they have on the shelf. Okay, so so how about so, so develop a good relationship with the shop. That's uh, we, you always recommend that to owners, right? But is there anything that w- you already have that shop and the shop that now has issues? Like what because because what I'm trying to say is what I would do in my in their shoes. I would just go get the part for the shop. Absolutely, you absolutely. I mean? And I've I've done that in the past when I didn't own a shop because I wanted to move it faster. Yes, absolutely. Right. And I've done it the same thing yeah. for, for our custom, for our owner operators yeah. and all that. Uh, you know, they tell me, I tell them, hey, this is the part number. This is what you need. Go ahead and pick it up. Yeah, you and know. they do. And they, they some understand it, some don't. And I always tell everybody, you if you want to speed it up and help us out, absolutely, go get that part. Go get that part. Because you're going to already be there. And, and that's what I oftentimes did. Um, when I had a truck at a shop, the first thing next day in the morning, I bolt to the dealership to stand in line at first to get the part. Correct. And get, bring it to the shop so we can get it done. Absolutely. Right? That, that can save you a full day of waiting. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? And you already have the part, you know, so yeah. you're, you're one step ahead of everybody. You know, you're bringing it in. You just tell the repair shop, hey, this is, w- this is what I need. I already have it. And yeah. so it's a done, done deal. You know, it's a, you know, come in, we get you in, repair it. Yeah. And you got the part. What else is there some that's that owners could could do working with shops, do you think? Is there anything else that? You know, just get the relationship with dealerships. You know, get that. Even though you're an owner-operator, you can still have a good relationship with a dealership mm-hmm. and find yourself a good parts guy out there. How, how does that help me? It helps. It helps. The, the owner operator yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm the owner operator you're, you're so the owner operator I'm, I'm so it helps you in a way that uh, they get to know you so you're not waiting in line that long mm-hmm. you know because you have that relationship with them mm-hmm. they know you're gonna you know you you're coming to that place only you're not buying somewhere else and and they trust you and you trust them uh, and that relationship grows uh, mm-hmm. people don't realize that but it, it goes a long way uh, with that relationship just a, a simple thank you you know, uh, goes a long way. Yeah, I, s- I support that 100%. I mean, that's, I learned that from my dad. He always was had good relationships with everybody, and I carried, I, I, I respect, not a, it's, a, it's a skill that that's com- that compounds over time. Absolutely. Right? And, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this, well, but it's, it's a little harder, I would say, with dealerships because of scale. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're so so busy as a single owner op is usually one truck operation. And, and then, you know, you want to just be persistent in developing that relationship because you're a lot smaller as far as a customer base. Correct. Right? As of somebody like us with a shop or a lot higher volume, you can get that assistance. And, um, you know, they're, they also have limited time. But it, you're right. It is just that these you know, people that work there, right? Know Correct. you, the, you make, you make friends and develop the relationships, but, uh, it's the same thing at the repair shop. You know, you get to know that relationship, you, yeah. you get to know them, uh, and they're going to go a lot f- further for you. You know, uh, they're going to trust you the same way you trust them to repair your, your, your truck. 
uh, and it's easier for them to get the part than you are. You know, so if you tell the repair shop, hey, just get it for me. You know, I'm going to I'm going to bring yeah, gonna my truck home. in. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and we I've will. Most likely we will get we, it for you. We will. And we do that for well, we did. And w- just because not right now, as of right now, we're f- servicing our, our fleet. But mm-hmm. the biggest observation and learning curve from that was that um, customers not understanding how long it takes to get parts. Absolutely. Right. And and that's why I always stress like, hey, if you really need that uh, downtime shortened by half, like help out get the parts, because we would have to hire as a shop runners nonstop, and we have a somebody that does that, Correct. and it's still it's you, you it's still not enough. Yeah, you know I, I mean? would because go one, of the delays, I, If I was an owner operator, I'll go one step further and pay for the part right there. Let me know what's going to cost you, so it doesn't rest on on the repair shop. True. Yeah. Uh, and that'll save time and money because we already have the money for the part for him. Yeah. And it's already, yeah, it's already ordered, bought, and then all you have, yeah. So we just wait 100%. for you to come back in and say, hey, you know, when what day can can we put you in? And, and that's it. But uh, I would yeah. definitely recommend the owner-operator to pay for the part up front. Yeah. What is something that, as a shop, um, post-COVID, with uh, the way we look at maintenance, what was this? What is the hardest thing you think of coming out of COVID? Um, we touched the parts already. The supply chain issues, the parts. Was there any, is there anything else that you want to share that was like something that it would be valuable, maybe for owner ops or anybody listening? Really, like how that felt when we were coming out of that uh, post COVID world. It and you and you, you joined us right at the beginning too. So you helped mm-hmm. me literally really kind of rebuild, put that puzzle together, and then, and then it's it's a continuous, obviously work to to fine tune it. But what Absolutely. do you remember? What stuck with you stuck with you the most when we? The most thing is the the waste of parts that we had. Yeah. You know that we didn't need the overstock that was overstock not needed. That, that was not Just moving. That cash sitting. Yeah. 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 So we have we had to send it back, you know. Uh, cores, I remember cores were a big issue too. Absolutely, and that's the, that's one of the biggest issues on repair shops. Mm-hmm. They think it's just a dirty part, but it's actually money. Yeah. You know, and if you don't return it, you're losing. Yeah. You know, you're just keeping it there, and sometimes the dealers won't accept it back after a certain amount of time. Yeah. The good thing is I have all re- good relationship with all dealerships out there, yeah. and I'm able still to to return all those cores back. Uh, whether I'm, I'm past the deadline or not, yeah. you know, that's the good thing. But I would say the number one thing is all the waste we had in parts. Uh, we, you know, we cleaned all that up now and then going forward, we're monitoring everything mm-hmm. on that. So we don't have that wasted parts, you know, you know, $60,000 just sitting there for, for no reason is not, it's not yeah. good for anybody. Wasn't it also part of it was also because when mistakes happen, yes, you bring that part and like, we can't do anything but it just sits well, well we might use it later yes. right for something it's like no and it's always we might use it later we yeah. might use it and you know which part you're going to use later and you know which yeah. part you're not going to use later mm-hmm. you know if it's a part that you don't sell that often or the dealership doesn't sell you know it's not going to move yeah. uh, it's going to be harder to return because it's probably a non-stocking part to begin with and that's where you got to be careful when you order non-stocking parts they'll tell you on the ticket you know you can't return this so you have to be very careful. Do you want it? And it's actually the correct part in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. That was a big one. I remember. And then I would say, 
to me, uh, the most important one that was, um, it's still happening, was implementing Full Bay. Oh, absolutely. Right? And we love Full Bay, and it's it's just such a it's a good it's a great tool which we should do a full bay review yes um and uh, we were on their podcast yet last year so if you guys want to check them i think they still have that podcast so um very good podcast uh just diesel shops mm -hmm. and um diesel industry but the biggest struggle with that was uh having now text actually use the tool properly yeah, right utilizing you the train, tool absolutely you have to train the tax to to be able to use it properly Correct. to get you, get you what it's supposed to be yes. giving you got to get the text to like it that that it works for them not against them uh you have to make them believe that it, it that it that it's a good tool not a bad tool uh most people well, you unless they're not interested in efficiency absolutely you it's know absolutely you know, and i'll, the, I'll and say it straight it's like well if i think it's in most cases interested. it's uh everybody gets scared a little a little bit right because yeah because you, th you know, they're watching the ego me. thing <laughs> we're not even watching but no that's you, what, that's how they think we're, we're yeah. watching well you know? but regardless of like think about it regardless of watching you're watching someone because you have to watch the hours of how, how you're performing uh, a job it's more about hey i think i think i'm a good tech correct well, can you do that job within the time that it's supposed to be done correct you know absolutely I mean. everybody needs to be to be watched a little bit i think uh because you might you know uh forget to do i, I wouldn't call it watching i would call it yeah. measuring measuring because if we were if we're not measuring properly then the shop's losing yes right? we have absolutely. to be we have to be efficient on the, in that matter and yes that's You're why absolutely right it's it's, it's, it's more it's, measuring it's, it's all about measuring every you know every everything right Man, right it's in all business, about data yeah, absolutely but but that's mm -hmm. why that's why building the right team is you know it's crucial absolutely uh, having the right attitude on the floor and the right team that can work together which i think right now we have a great team yes working together and i would say um the that was the biggest to me with with full bay because even though it's a great product or maybe it isn't. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we still had issues with it. It's a mess. We should do a separate episode about Fulby because it's such an interesting. Uh, I don't want to say anything bad about them. They're really. It's a really. I would. Re I would recommend it. Would you recommend 